0: hey everybody welcome to california haunts radio it is casual friday my name is charlotte i'm going to be your host for the next hour i'm also the owner excuse me let me get this running i'm also the owner of the california haunts paranormal investigation team based out of sacramento excuse me california we are 45 strong up and down the state looking for new members always always looking for new members but uh you know we're up and down the state which means if you have a paranormal need or you think you might have a paranormal need whether it's uh, cryptids, ghosties, uh, UFO sightings, anything like that, get a hold of us. It may take us a couple days to get to you. California is a state that's fascinating because when people tend to think about California, they think about beaches. It's kind, of, it's kind of like Hawaii. Yes, we have a lot of beaches, beautiful, pristine beaches. However, we also have a lot of farmer's fields. We have a lot of uh, open land. We've got deserts, high desert mountains. So that's what I mean by it, may, it might take us a day or two to get to you. But if that's the case, then we have mediums on staff who can consult with you ahead of time. And in most cases, if there is something paranormal going on at your place of residence or business, they can calm the activity down until we get out there. But it never takes us more than one or two days to get out there, no matter what. Okay? All right. That being said, tomorrow I am teaching a, second, a basic second development class. I call it Second Development 1. And I'll be teaching that tomorrow, I believe, at 6 p.m. Pacific and that's for people who uh, think they might have psychic abilities or or have or, or know they have psychic abilities and they're just trying to learn to control them because when you're first starting out uh, as you know we're working with your abilities it's hard to harness that okay um that psychic door it opens and sometimes it's hard for for, for newer psychics to close the door all right and not all good things are going to come through that door and that's what i teach i'm self-taught I teach you how to open and close that door so that so that, that you keep the baddies out. I'm also teaching um, you how to do, do out-of-body experiences where you can actually go to your uh, spirit library, meet your spirit guide, meet your spirit animal, see your spirit object, and sometimes the spirit guide will even write something down for you. I teach you how to do that, to come back and forth, and I teach you how to re-enter your body and, and that kind of thing. And so if it sounds like something that you're interested in, Come on over to California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. Go under Events under Psychic Development Class 1, and you can get signed up over there. Um, also, with this class, too, we do do extra exercises because, you know, not all psychics are alike, right? You know, people might be better at maybe remote viewing. People might be better at uh, even, you know, tarot or, or whatever. Um, I, I, during the class, I have exercises, so, so, so we do stuff like that to see where where your strong points might be. Some psychics can do it all. Nancy can do it all. And and Bender can do it all. But there, there are psychics that, you know, Trish on our team can do it all. And Karen Clark can, can do it all. I mean, it's like, there's just, you know, psychics, there's some gifted psychics that can do that, but not everybody can. So this class will help you realize, can you do it all or, you know, what what parts of that ability do, do you actually have? So like I said, join me tomorrow, six. 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, sign up at the California Hunts Meetup. It's been doing that. Okay. See, it'll do that, then it kicks back in. I don't think it likes me. Anyway, um, it's kind of fun. At least I'm not doing something horrible when it does that. So, yeah, so if you're interested in that, sign up over at Meetup under events, and uh, it'll get you going. We'll get you a link, and uh, we'll teach this class tomorrow and teach you how to better uh, guard yourself. I'm going to teach you grounding techniques and all that stuff as well. So come on over to up. Also on Sunday, I I have a couple more spots that have opened up on my paranormal team. And if you're interested in joining uh, one of Northern California's premier paranormal teams, come on over. I teach this class. This is the same class I teach to my, my, to my old, moldy old investigators. Everybody takes this class. And this, is, this is the class you have to take in order for the, to do the first steps to join my team. Okay. So um, it's very hardcore, very, very intense but uh, you learn a lot in the class and then after the class, if you like what you hear next step is we're going to have this get together in mid August. So my older investigators can meet you guys and you know, see, see how good the fit is. And then if everything works out with that, then you move on to official investigation with the team where you get hands on with the equipment and everything else. Okay. And with that class on Sunday, I also teach uh, some basic equipment use because a lot of the time the teams aren't using the equipment correctly. No matter what you have seen on TV, there's certain ways to use their equipment and certain ways to not use the equipment. And so I teach you all that. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you want to be a part of, you know, and I can honestly say this is one of the best teams in Northern California, come on over to the California Haunts Meetup, uh, California, no, California Haunts Perno Investigation Team Meetup, and sign up, okay? Sign up for the class. Just go under events and sign up. All right, that being said, today, it's Casual Friday, it's Nancy Matts Friday. We're going to be talking science and synchronicities. Also, if you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you see, please feel free to hit that follow button because we're always looking for followers. Let's make sure this doesn't fall over on me or something. Uh, we're always looking for followers. And also, what I asked, because we want to get up higher in the FYP at Facebook. So uh, show me some love, give me some happy faces, smiley faces, thumbs up, things like that, uh, hearts, because we're, we're trying to get. Push that, and the more of those you give us, it, 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 it gets Facebook's algorithms to put us out more to a lot more people. So if you can do that, that'd be great. Just like in the chat room, comment away, that helps too. Same thing with YouTube. You know, if you haven't subscribed already, and, and you like what you hear today, please be sure to share it with others that you know, and be sure to subscribe. We've got some, I think a 700 videos sitting over there over there now, and I'm gonna add a few over there too because when I was in um, youtube jail we did a whole seven days of shows that never showed up on youtube so i'm going to go ahead and start uploading those this evening and then you guys will have those to watch as well um our patreon i did a I did a pre-recorded interview uh yesterday with a gentleman or the day before yesterday and that's going to be up at uh the patreon by this late this evening so you guys that are members of our patreon please feel free to go over and check that out and uh, the patreon has some really good it's $5 a month uh, membership, and the Patreon has some really good stuff where you guys get to see any pre-recorded interview up to two weeks ahead of time from the normal show, show date. Okay. Also, uh, we're going to start going, I mean, I keep saying this, but I haven't had time because I've been playing catch-up with stuff. But we're going to start uh, getting some of these guests to come over for Patreon-only um, question-and-answer periods. Maybe for an hour or whatever, maybe Nancy Matts will be the first one to break that in. But we're going to start doing that at the Patreon as well. And that's only for subscribers, okay? So that's that's thing. Okay. So head on over to the California Haunts Patreon. I believe there's a link to it in the description of this show. If not, I'll have to add it in there um, after the show. But there should be a link. Or what you want to do is if you're over on uh, YouTube, you can actually go click on another Nancy Matt show from, from past weeks, and the link is at the bottom of that, okay? So here, that's it. It's a nutshell, right? We've got second development class tomorrow. Sign up. California Haunts uh, Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. We've got a California Haunts team looking for members. That's also over at the Meetup. Sign up over there under Events. And now we've got the Patreon that you can sign up for as well. And all this, you know, all this money that comes in is to help us keep things going, to buy equipment, to pay the bills. That's all it's for. That's all it's for. That's all, that's all we want. Okay. That being said, same thing on YouTube, same routine. If you like what you see, go ahead and. Um, sign up you know, to, to subscribe, uh, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a happy face, you know, all that good stuff, comments, and that, again, that puts us up higher in the FYP, and we get distributed out to, to more and more people. All right, that being said, if you're at home tonight, and let's say you're not the only one in the house, and you are listening to the show, and you like it, call people in and say, hey, there's this really cool little show out there that I, that I just started listening to, or I've been listening to, come on in and check it out. Share. I have no problem with you sharing the show. If you're watching the show from Facebook or YouTube and you want to share it out to let people know, you know that it's on, friends of yours that, that may not be aware of it, share, 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 share. We're trying to get everything going and keep things going. Just like subscribers at YouTube, trying to build up to that 1,000 subscribers. We're getting there. We have 350 to go. So let's see if we can't, you know, in the next week or so, cut that down, cut that margin down. Okay? All right. Now that I'm out of breath, Uh, Nancy Mass is coming on and uh, we're going to be talking signs and synchronicities, okay? So let's do it. Let's get the show on the road and away we go.
1: (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) Seems like I was just here a couple days ago. (laughs) 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 Hi. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I need to move this over my notes. See who's in the chat room tonight. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello. We got a nice little name. Maybe I don't recognize Lynn. Um, yes this new name is that a new New name nice to meet you you young lady yeah new victim (laughs) (laughs) that's usually what i say with my clients ooh (laughs) a new person yay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh my gosh um i've been uh had a couple clients today and i was talking so I have my hot coffee here, even though it's a hot day. So if I bring up to like this, it's to keep talking to everybody. I always tell I everybody. I always I'm
0: going to tell everybody. Huh? I haven't had lunch yet. I haven't had lunch yet today. So I've got a blueberry uh, bagel. So, you know, you might see you ha- I have. You
1: have a bagel to eat on air? <laughs> <laughs> it's casual. It's casual Friday. <laughs> oh,
0: please. I I'm mean, something a little thing. softer,
1: but a bagel, let's rip that thing. <laughs>
0: I did. I lifted it in half. I'm reflipping parts off of it. Oh my gosh. I look um, like a little kid trying to eat the good stuff. You know, the bagel bagel to itself.
1: All, all right, right go kid. Go ahead. Um, we did talk about this once before, some months yes. back. And yes. what we're bringing up is a little different scenario. Um, I have three cases I would like to talk about. Um, in fact, we were going to talk about this two weeks ago and char had brought it up but i just had had a client with a lot of issues and i want to bring that up since then i've had two more um never <laughs> people don't call me when they're good moods they have issues so i have a lot of material one of these days char gets enough peoples let's get those subscribers up then maybe i'll start a little bit of a show of my own to get these going of uh client issues. Um, My family thinks I'm lonely to it. 33 years, everybody. I've got cassettes and um, hard drives of people's sessions that I'll be able to tap into. And we're talking tens of thousands. (laughs) So tonight, in uh, synchronicity and coincidence. Synchronicity uh, to represent or range events to indicate a coexistence, a synchronicity of knowing. Um, to make happen. And sometimes it's not always easy to see, but you'll think back and go, oh, domino effect, domino effect. So I started here and that was synchronicity to get to this end result. Coincidence is something that's not planned. And this has happened like all the time to me. It's kind of crazy. The first husband, we built a house together and it was on Tanglewood. This current husband, we finally moved to our last house It's on Tanglewood. And that coincidence is so big. There was other things happening that are the same as before. And I think, and then I married two Larrys. Like, what? What? (laughs) My family is full of these coincidences. The synchronicities of my living on Tanglewood and my first husband and I lived on Tanglewood very early in our marriage. And this is at my age. I'm hopefully stay here on Tanglewood. It's just amazing to think that's possible. So that always amazes me that these are so blatantly in my face that at times I kind of yell at the universe, what are you trying to tell me? What are you teaching me now? And it seems endless because I, I believe in the divine. I believe that we are guided, that there are no coincidence, no synchronicity, that things happen in a path is exactly the way it should be. I've had cancer, everybody. I've looked at Graves' disease. I almost died with both of them. I could have died with one. I was lucky. The second one, I was three hours from a fatal heart attack from no potassium in my body. I have looked at death, (laughs) fell off a horse. Uh, My horse and I went over a cliff, hit a rock finally. I was was on her back. Rattlesnake or something scared her. And we went inside, butters. She was 17 hands. She was huge, quarter and happy. Anybody know what those horses look like? I'm like, whoa. And she went over the cliff and Auburn Lake trails from, I know most people aren't listening to this, know where I'm talking about, but we have a big lake called Folsom Lake. And uh, Douglas is where the trail started ending at Auburn, which was a gradual, but consistently going uphill. Well, you get some good size drop-offs. So Butters and I went over that and I slid onto her belly and I had my legs like I was riding the horse. I remember thinking, this may not turn out very good. <laughs> of course I would think that. And I thought, well, let me see. And it was like slow motion. It was like when I was talking about when I was in this bad accident. And um, there was a cement divider. Well, I did get off. I did survive the horse fall. We hit a, She hit a rock with my saddle. And if I'd been on that side, I would have hit the rock. It was a good-sized rock. My and what for the horse? The horse, of course, she was fine. She was really, she'd been through really? 150 mile. Yeah, yeah. She, she was headed downhill, and I was on her backside. I mean, her belly side. And my legs were amazingly, neither one of us hurt. And we got up the hill, and I was riding with Linda and her daughter. And Linda says to me, well, do we turn around and go back? Do you want to just walk with her? And I says, you know, I'm going to get on her, because I know that if I walk her, to the top, which was Miles, I would never get on her again. So I got on her, and I've done quite a few races to talk about. <laughs> but all these things that happen in our life, you want to know, OK, is it our angels, our guides? Is it intuition, or is the force with us? And so I'm going to give you some ideas on why I'm bringing this up. Because it's not like you are got to put it in your life, but you can witness it in other people's lives. And,
0: <laughs>
1: ah, and get a better idea i'm going to close my email down because you don't need to listen to that forever um it will help balance your life a little bit not by looking at the way i do but maybe i can give you an idea how to look at it differently Mm -hmm. i had a client just recently and she calls me up a lovely lady all my ladies are wonderful and a gentleman i just had a gentleman tonight um wisconsin you talked to my uh May a fiance 12 years ago now it's my turn I go really I thought to myself he wants talked to mom I thought 12 years he's just now getting a reading from me so it takes that long sometimes I I think wow that's so exciting client says she's out of control no matter what she does she can't seem to feel like she's on path and she's a lady in her 50s um, and I liked her her energy was bubbly uh, she seems ambitious, um, yet she couldn't ground herself. And as we were talking, it felt like she thought she had a different direction ahead of her. And I had to point out to her that if she looked closely and calmly, she would feel that what's being presented to her. She wanted a promotion, she wanted this over here, yet it seemed like everybody was trying to get her to be over there. And I says, don't you realize that in two promotions after you get that clerk job? It's going to be exactly what you want. And I gave her some details. I said, what makes you think that you're off track? She says, I can't, I can't, I can't, can't. I says, oh, are you trying to tell me you can't be calm enough to witness the universe at work? Uh, uh. So then I said to her, by the way, I just popped out to 93 years. That year is shown to me not your silly's death. But the day you sit down and you say, I'm going to rest for the rest of my life. It's, I don't want people to think when I give an age, I don't even ask for it. I just shown. And I said, and she says, oh, my God. You know, all my life I thought I would live to be 90. I says, well, maybe you sit down at 90 and you can pass away at 93 or you're going to sit down at 90 and I pick you up at 93 at a birthday party. Who knows? Because I don't like, I don't need. we're supposed to predict death, especially for for you, if I'm talking to you, I won't do that. How unfair is that of me? What kind of control do I think I want over you? The last thing I want, everybody, is your life. I'm, how come I'm off center again? <laughs> how do I move my computer, everybody? Uh, there you go, a little bit. Kind of looks odd when I'm looking sideways. Um, so, what I had to do is say to her, You're not out of the control. You're not paying attention. You're not relaxing to see your life unfold. So I'm talking to a client once who wanted to die. And she was very calm and very collective, uh, actually a few people. And I'm not sure I know why people who are suicidal want to talk to me to prove to them that we survive or prove to her or him that there's more to life. Mm -hmm. Kind of frightening. Sometimes I think I don't know that I have enough training in suicide, death, dying, recovery, grief. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a new career paths for women who divorce. I mean, like the list goes on, let alone seeing dead relatives. But when people say, uh, I want to kill myself, give me a reason to live, which has happened. And my friend, my lady friend, I said, I said very calmly, I said, you know, I've always liked you. And I want to see how my movie ends. But I'd like to see your movie also to the end. I'd like to see what you bring to you. And I'd like to see what the universe presents to you for you to deny yourself the opportunity to explore more. I didn't, under, I could, I, I don't know what if I said more, but she heard me because we're given opportunity to live here for as long as we're supposed to live here. And I joke with people. I says, and Char and I have talked endless hours on are we getting out of life what we want? Are we plain enough? Um, how come we haven't died? <laughs> <laughs> and I told her one day, I said, "No one up there wants me. I'm going to be here for as long as I'm supposed to be here. No one wants to get a cancer again or die from something else unexpected. No one wants that." But okay, I'm pop you we, real quick.
0: Your, your lips are out of sync. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Pop you out, pop you back in. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of
1: like what that's kind of like watching the um. Oh, my husband loves these uh, Italian Italian Westerns, yes. and the lips aren't synced up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: uh, by the way, he's watching, um, we're walled wall here, um, the fights and the Kung Fu from around the world, and they're very loud tonight. He has turned down, but if you hear a lot of yelling, it's it's the TV with the big finales and things that are going on. Um, Friday night is his fight night. So anyway, um, so the people that want to commit suicide, I think sometimes we have to have a moment of deciding where you want to go. Now, the friend that called me up, and I've known her 25 years. This is probably four or five years back. And three years back, excuse me. And uh, she is very, very bright um she just couldn't see the point of where she was at in life and and the struggle to continue it was heartbreaking for me and that's when I said I'd like to know after I said to her I'd like to see my movie how it ends because I've come real close and Char and I've talked about kind of had a good laugh a few times like Jesus Mm -hmm. they don't excuse me we they don't want it so we're not supposed to go and she just couldn't see the future for herself. And she's very intuitive. I says, why are you blocking it? She says, I'm frustrated, that's all. And I says, you have love ahead of you. You need to allow that to blossom, and you're denying the person that's meant for you to show up, to find you. Well, guess what? Bells and whistles are going off. She met him maybe two months back, and um, unfortunately he had to finish it with a woman. That was from his past, so he said, "You know, I've been here a month, but she's calling me." So he's gone a week, and she was very depressed. And he come back, and he says, "It's done. We're going to go forward." And she called me up. She says, "I can't believe it. I didn't put it in her. I didn't bring up. Well, remember our conversation? Because I just really adore her, and I can appreciate when people's lives are hard. We've all had hard. I, I, I have had real hard." <laughs> it's <laughs> so sharp but that doesn't mean i want to stop our living and i've also told people that i must pick up someone who's going to be watching this or listening who's thinking why am i still here what's the point and i guess at some point i have to also add very carefully that if you're contemplating suicide and it is not in a place or a time that you're supposed to go you mm-hmm. will live with the results whether you jump out of airplane or try to drown or you shoot your face off, I have had clients who's, who are still living with those results. And they're angry. And I says, well, God doesn't want you. What if you stood in front of a train? Well, that's your choice. Maybe that's the point you were supposed to go. Maybe you had to suffer first. But um, I so believe in survival um, that it's almost amazing to me. I'm gonna get off track here. Um, let's see. I have notes here everybody got four pages again. <laughs> and the one that I I talked about a calm down is that she needs to take a breath and she needs to relax so that she is relaxed enough to see the divine synchronicity or uh, coincidence being given to her to know the true path. Sometimes I line it with um, a trench. You're you're on the edge of the trench you're up here and you keep feeling like you're going to fall off you don't know that you want to you keep fighting it fighting it but the universe is saying just a little bit you're going to feel real comfortable and it feels like everything happens for a reason and it's following just right it's almost like everything opens up to you and i explained that to the woman who was all wound up about work and very upset and she got it she understood that Um, and that was what i really wanted to say Um, i also told her i said we all need to have a list of the things we want accomplished. I write all the time and I've been typing forever. So to me, making a list is kinda of hard on me, but I do it mentally. I do know what I want to do. I have eight more books to write. And I told the universe, if you're gonna have me around, let me do eight, because that's the ones that are all lined out. <laughs> so I've done three and I have eight to begin with. Let's see if I how many I can get done everybody. So that's gonna be fun. Um, and she would if you do that, and I'm going to get to reason why, if you make a wish list, a treasure map, or some way to keep track of what you really want to do, it makes you feel the excitement of each one. You'll put your energy to that one excitement. And then the doors will open up for that to happen. Um, and I will explain that after I've talked about these other situations client calls and her youngest sister the client this is just recent the client is the oldest of four sisters the client calls me says i don't know how to deal with this younger sister she has never been sick she's been so lucky and she's just diagnosed as stage uh, stage one breast cancer she's completely out of control she won't listen to anybody she's shouting she's angry at the world and she cannot cannot accept the fact that she's going to die. And at stage one. I had stage three plus B something. I was six months from it. Reggie going through my body. I got, I got that close everybody. And yet here's this woman. Barely stage one. And she will survive. I do, I do pick up health issues in her mind. Later on in life. But she won't die from the cancer. And my client said. Um, I don't know how to talk to her. And I said, first off, what makes you think that you're the one to talk to her? They're totally different people. And I said, you have to resonate with your sister on a level that she can hear you. So if you call her, this client friend is the most um, peaceful, loving person everybody meets. You'd want to know her. And yet the sister's out of control. Their vibrations don't sync up. I said, if you tried to talk to her, she would dismiss you as not as good as herself. Because she's looked down on you for all the illnesses you've had. You have a lot of nerve, given her advice, is how her mind would go. She understood that because she says, I've seen that with her. I says, what makes you think she would listen to you? Oh, man, I don't have to call her? Excuse me. Hell no. <laughs> Don't call her. And in my world, I've always believed, and I have given advice freely, Some very rarely spontaneous, except for I, I talked to Shard. I said, Shard, let's get into UFOs about six months. To that, and now look what's happening. Um, because we cannot take what limited free will we presume to have by my taking and stepping outside of my authority when you call me for advice that gives me all kinds of authority oh my let me go Give me give you give you but when you're in a situation you're listening to somebody you cannot give information unless they ask and I says my dear friend if your sister calls and pleads with you to talk to you you guess what your role is you get a book you sit there with your coffee and you go uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> When she says, can I ask you something, then you pay attention. Because a lot of times these people just want to rage. Now, what is really going on? This is somebody who chooses not to get advice. And she lives on what I call on the edge. People who listen to me and other therapists and other psychics and mediums, whatever, they're willing to risk identifying with people like us for insight. And God, the universe wouldn't have created so many of us, I mean like how many is each in town, if we weren't there to help people who wanted to help. And so I do believe that this is still a choice for all of us. Um, in some ways it's hard to ask for advice because you, want, you may go to a place of admitting that you don't know it all. Oh, I still don't know it all. 33 years I've been talking to dead people. And yet I'll talk to Char or a child or somebody and say, I can't believe I said that. And they go, what's wrong with you? Don't you know? You've been doing this for 33 years. You just still can't believe it. I says, I can't believe it. It's so amazing to me that we are even allowed to be able to do this. And, of course, then people say to me, you know, the UFO people, they've been tweaking with you. And I go, well, they've been tweaking with a lot of us. <laughs> and I do feel like it's a calm that plan it down because people like me are very calm and Char's calm all those that Char knows that do this for business we're very peaceful people. I never rage. I never get really well I get mad at the cats if they fight. <laughs> you know, but all I have to do is look cross I at them and they just like, oh mom's mad at us. So it's not like I rage. I don't. What's the point? What what difference does it make? Why rage? So when you're put in a position of need to talk to someone in the family, I want you to step back and say, are we the same? If I rage and she's raging because of cancer, would she look at me? Am I somebody that can handle that in the first place? People have to ask, and you have to want to be there. And my friend just really didn't want to talk to her. It's too hard, she said. And I gave her permission not to. You don't have to, it's not your job, just because you're the oldest of four girls. Mm -hmm. People like that who have cancer, when I was going through cancer in 87 and then 88, uh, they started me out, um, cancer support groups. Even back then they had it. But cancer was so, uh, chemotherapy was killer. In those years people died of chemotherapy and I was only 39. And so they said, well, we'll watch you for 15 years pardon me? You had a 15, I had a 15 year window to be clear of this. Live without every day and you'll see the true miracle of life. (laughs) Oh, I love the sunsets. I love my children. I love how this looks and that looks and paint. I painted everything about artwork all over the place, just so I could be aware of what's beautiful. That's why I have so much uh, artwork around here. So you have to be vibrationally attuned to people, that will listen to you and vice versa. Don't volunteer. Um, I want to bring another uh, situation very similar to that. And again, this is vibrationally. How how many of all of us probably work? Those of you that are um, people who uh, work from home, maybe don't have as much issues like this. Um, I don't hear about it. I did work 24 years at Pacific Bell before I got into this, uh, there was people there. Have you ever been in an office environment with people who get away with everything or people who always have grievances? I had a client outside of Sacramento and every few months she was calling me, she was gonna put a grievance in on somebody, sexual harassment, bullying, uh, being overlooked for promotion. And I remember thinking, is there that many things going on on every office you, people work in? Just just recently just the last couple weeks i had a lady call and she says oh my god this woman is raging all the time she always has a lawsuit i go a lawsuit she says yeah now that was a the same person this was one sorry this was one lady and now we have another lady by the same client and she says this woman's always creating uh, lawsuits and grievances and she's always looking a way to Get money off of people, make sue them. And I thought to myself, God, it didn't even occur to me. It doesn't occur to me to cause that kind of grief, I'm not looking all the time to see things happening. Why is that person so looking? And then you'll have people who are always uh, picking on people not to be as, who are not as good as they are. And it's almost like belittling people. And of course, there's psychology, because I've taken bazillion classes. And I would say things like they don't feel good enough about themselves, so they have to put everybody down. The ones that are in lawsuits, they also have a low self-esteem issue, and they want to be seen bigger and better than everybody, and that they have power and control over you and everybody else. They cause the biggest noise. We have to allow them to be there and do that. Um, what their path is about, what why they choose this life, um, I have mentioned this hundred times, Lynn. Hello there. Um, a YouTube, um, a channel called LMN, or look up "past lives of children," "ghosted my child," and watch a hundred videos about children who have talk who talk about past lives at two, three, and four years old, and let alone people who talk to me about their next life or what they want to do next and the visions i've had in char i past life regressed her and um oh dozens dozens of people in groups and and why are they coming up with stories that match who they are what they are just i'm absolutely uh not how i was raised to understand i didn't really get a good handle on past life reincarnation until i was in this business a couple of years when all of a sudden occurred to me what am i talking about past life um just wasn't the makeup of my family. They were Christian scientists and then Presbyterian. Uh, my father was Christian science and he, he uh, scientists, his mother was a minister of the faith. Uh, he died when I was six. We moved to Northern California. My mother married again when I was seven or eight, eight or nine and Presbyterian for a few years. Then I married a Catholic. And that clearly wasn't part of their theology. Um, I just am amazed. Um, that these people who experience lawsuits, rage, uh, disharmony, and what are they here to do? Uh, is that their lesson, their experience, they have to justify why they are who they are? Or are they there to teach us, the victims, or the ones in line of their rage, that we have to learn compassion and at some level, forgiveness. Because forgiveness is an energy level of which we all should attain. and once you learn how to forgive or learn how to okay those people to be on their path. When people call me and they have these issues going on, I, and they say, well, how, how are you able to talk to all these people with all these issues all the time? And I said, they chose a life to have an experience and I have to allow them to be in that life. And the word I teach people who want to learn about this from me, I use the word disassociate. It's a harsh word. But I learned to dissociate my life and my path with their life and their path and their choice of experiences. And I don't call it lesson. I call it experiences. Now, back up. I don't want to word this differently. In a way that's very basic. Now, I already told you I don't rage. I don't get. But my first marriage was uh, turbulent. And I did divorce him. But we married at 19 and 20. That's what kids did in high school. (laughs) The family's Catholic. You did four and a half years, you get married. What do we know about life? And so I own part of that. Um, At the same time, what that taught me when I got the cancer, it taught me what's the value of life. So the absolute worst condition that you can be in, I was in that situation. Then I got cancer. And it woke me up to say the value of who I am and what is what is it. And I didn't know what I was talking about at the time. didn't know that I was learning how to be an adult. How to be in not control of my life, but to allow my life to unfold the way it was meant to be. And part now of my being able to see spirit people and children, and I have entertained groups of people just on reincarnation, just telling about their children and grandchildren. And it's very fun. I mean, like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always, and I entertain people on the radio here. And Char has, for you Lynn and other people who never heard me before, we could talk about people calling in. I'll see the dead people next to them, or spirit people, and describe them. And when they call in, I can't hear their voice. I can't see, I'll maybe get a nickname or something. I don't know what culture they're from. How am I supposed to know this while I see them? And I've always said they're either going to be there or they're not going to be there. I can only tell you who I'm looking at. And because of that, I now know there's survival. I now know that we have a choice to come back if we wish to, that has released me of the fear of, uh, death. And because of that, my life force is very calm because I'm here to witness life. So, As I was talking about the raging and the situations are very terrible. When I learned how important I was, I left that marriage. And then I got into this in 1990, your vibration changes. You're more in Mm -hmm. sync with the universe because you're on your path. So synchronicities and coincidences appear more rampant because you're relaxed enough to see it happen. So the lady that rages, the person who is wanting to kill themselves, the one that is caught up because they got a very mild case of cancer. Wait a minute, I don't want you to write me about your children and dying. I don't want that. My father was killed when I was six years old. So there's turbulence in everybody's family. Uh, My mother lost her father when she was 12. My father lost his father when he was a teenager. So when my husband got to the age my kids are in teens. I was holding my breath. I said, is this a hereditary thing? Am I supposed to for now for three generations lost their fathers? I never, could you know, it didn't happen. Thank goodness. Um, I got off track again. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, oops. Okay. So I'm talking about When you're in rage, when you're confronted by someone's suicide, when you're confronted with responsibilities you can't deal with, you have to look at, am I the one to to do this? Why is that person raging? You don't have to own it. You don't have to accept it. You just forgive them. Remember I mentioned that earlier. Because what I'm looking at is if you can call your spirit down, whether you want to call angels, your spirit guides, you want to call it um, whatever you want to call it, the energy. That and you relax enough and you forgive for yourself and for others, when you allow that person to rage because they haven't gotten to the spiritual level that you are at or wish to be, when you get that calm, you're going to notice things happening. Amazing things. Bigger than mine. Just because I have two Tanglewoods in my life. People say, really? I said, well, I'm married to Larry's. And my sister married a Larry. My mother said one day, you girls don't know anybody else
0: <laughs>
1: you know nobody else no other people out there without larry <laughs> so anyway it was fun those are um uh, those are bigger coincidence synchronicity is when it lines up a domino effect quizzes mm-hmm. when things are brought together make you pay attention that you are on your path and i and i laugh about that but it's been all my life ever since i got into this it's been on and on And I guarantee you, when you can relax with your life and you want to see the end of your movie and you're willing to accept whatever's brought to you as part of your path that you're on. And I know what illness is about. Oh my gosh, I've had some big time. And they say, well, all psychic mediums get sick all lot. I says, you know what? I was a preemie and I didn't have, we were very, very poor. I just didn't have a very good beginning. And I think that's the bottom line. Where my sister was the next child first my, our lives got a little better and I just think that sometimes you're just born this way um it's unfortunate but it, it's Char and I will tell you you know it's not like we wanted this but it also shows me because of the illnesses our desire and our push to remain alive is very very strong mm-hmm. and my happiness to be able to do this to help people who do touch base with me I'm not soliciting work what I'm trying to say to you is garner what i'm speaking to is if you love your life and you love where you're at even if it's terrible witness what experiences are brought to you and how do you manage it i didn't say go out and hit your spouse with a baseball bat i conquered my fear what you want to say is i forgive you for being angry i forgive you for mistreating me but it's not okay anymore work around that and get them at a level of your being bigger and better emotionally because you've learned how to survive life on a different level. I can go outside with my mind. I can go outside and smell the air. (laughs) So my husband has seen three UFOs and I see spirit people all the time. Well, he can't live with me without getting more sensitive. And so he does have a really good perception of spirit people. He runs in the other night. He goes, Nancy. <laughs> and I run, what? He says, it's in the sky. Come out. I run out there. Oh, my gosh. What is that? And I got so excited. And I started to realize, because I'm bringing up a different way tonight. Uh, I did go in the house. I got my phone. Got out to the front. And I did upload to UFO reporting station. But it was too far away. What I got was, he has seen more ufos than most people i've ever talked to how is he tuned into it he's tuned into them he went outside just in time to see that ufo coming our way now why did he go out well because we want to know if we can open the windows because it's been hot he goes out there at 10 o'clock at night to see and he's yelling nancy got so excited i went oh he says now you've seen one and i and i thought well how about that and we did report Ooh. it uh so what i he is doing he's a very calm person but he likes that ufo he he's getting into it a little bit and i think he's thinking more about it than i am uh he's constantly so i think he's in tune to knowing when to go out i love it Mm -hmm. how many times have you been uh i want to admit to something long time ago after my divorce um i saw a thrift store shopping yep me i'll admit to it you know why because you could go and thrift and not spend a lot of money the action of walking up and down the aisles to calm oneself when i got into this it was very not disturbing to me but it was hard for me to get to a place of of listening to people's problems all the time i got a lot of death and dying and people's children die and the husband died and it was like i need to disassociate and that's when i was learning how to do that allowing people to be who they are so i would shop in thrift stores and i lived in um let's see where did i live at the time when i first got divorced um citrus heights i lived at citrus heights and uh sunrise mall everybody that direction and so i i thought well for today I'm just going to go somewhere else I would do that and then one day it occurred to me that I would dream or have a waking dream or something about a thrift store clear across town and I would say well I don't want to drive that far and then it would keep coming up or I would see an ad for it or something and I would go there Mm -hmm. and I would walk in and something I really was needing and forgot that I needed would be right there it was actually kind of amazing. And I would tell people and my one of my friends, she says, oh my God, I'm doing it too. I've gone to enough places that are we stepping out of our body at night and thrifting all the, at these different stories, finding that one thing we're looking for? Like a, a beaded bag uh, for an event. I go there, clear across town, the, and there it is. The one thing I'm looking for is right there or a pair of shoes. And no, I don't buy <laughs> undergarments, <laughs> rarely. And I don't buy everything there. No, absolutely not. I use it as a means of quieting my mind and retail you don't therapy. have to spend a lot. It's retail they, therapy. They absolutely. It retail, therapy. retail therapy. And it's become very popular now. Uh, so I find that crazy. And I think to myself, how's that happening? Well, unconsciously we may want that beaded night bag right mm-hmm. and so the beaded night bag would presents an evening it was a special evening i can't remember what it was for it was a black bag it was like this big and i think it, it was i think it was a an event like if all the times exposed has been a long time and i need just a little night bag And I remember thinking about the bag and what pleasure would bring to me. And so that has a vibration. It has musical notes. We talked about this the other night, how the universe uh, was, it was told to me that the universe has music. And since then, this was like 92 when the traveler came to me, and that the universe has music. And it was a YouTube, Google um, music of the universe, see if it comes up, because it's very fascinating. And that there's musical notes everywhere. The filaments vibrate, which creates everything. Atoms oh. vibrate. And so everything is that. And I think we, we, um, we learn to relax our music. We learn to tune into things around us. And so even the little black bag has a musical notes. And so our mind reaches out to a store that we go to often or not. And we feel that vibration there. And that tells us to go there. And that's how this works. And so when that happens, if you stand back and go, well, how did I do that? Do I jump out of my body at night and go shopping to all these places? It's because you've given a vibration of that bag that you want. And you think about these different places you've been. And you go through the store really quick with your mind. And you find that vibration. That's how you know they'll be there. How many times have you in the audience need something from the grocery store? And you know if you go to that one you always go to, you'll not get it. Well, (laughs) this has happened to me so often that I know when not to go shopping. They're not going to have it. I'm not even going to bother. But I'll wait two days when they now unload the the truck in the back. They brought it forward. And one of the things I really love is Walmart's um, water, the flavored water, the bubbly stuff. I tell you, everybody loves it. It's gone a lot. And I'll just sit and I'll relax. And I'll go, okay, I got two flavors I really, really like. And I'll think about it. I go, nope, they're out, they're out. I'm not gonna go today. Because mm-hmm. in my mind I've reached, I can taste that, right? I really like that water. It's cold, it's bubbly, um, their brand. Uh, I really like it, I can taste it right now. When I do that and go to the, think about the store, I can feel if it's there or not. Is that synchronicity or coincidence? Is it our guides, or Is it intuition, it's vibration. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the experience that are brought to us from people who rage, from people who are always causing problems, family members mm-hmm. that put us off, you need to relax and allow and pull your va- vibration into forgiveness levels so that you can search out with your mind if you should interfere put your two cents in <laughs> or whatever oh my gosh um or try to prevent a suicide i um, i'm never one to say well go ahead kill yourself i mean because i do believe in survival if they're talking to me about excuse me this is a tough topic i apologize if they're talking to me about why are they still i'll never forget her she said to me give me a reason to continue living and I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> relax, Nancy, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. I, got, I got something in my eye. Um, I don't want to go over because I did want to. Um, I'm sorry. So what I'm trying to say is, at some point, the ultimate lesson for all of us, and Shara and I have talked about other topics which I'll bring up, is that in your mind, are you living the life you've desired, you designed, or you requested? If you relax, if you want to do things, if you want that promotion, if it's meant to be, it will be. If it's not meant to be, it cannot be. Once we accept that and not be a victim of, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it. If you You have to put the effort out. If it's meant to be, then you're going to get it. But you won't get it if you say, Well, I'm not going to worry about it because everything that's meant to be for my life will just show up. That doesn't work either. Right. And the other thing I want to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about is dating, marriage. Uh, not marriage so much, but dating. If I told you <laughs> every, mm-hmm. every week, two or three people will call me, Where's that man? <laughs> Who's coming? Just give me a description. Oh my gosh. Okay, for you ladies that are looking for somebody, I want you to do homework. I want you to decide who you are as a person and what you offer the person coming. And then I want you to say to yourself, of the man that's coming, what can he offer me? And, it, and, there, and it's true, because this is the last thing I want to talk about. <laughs> this is where we give them to a place of forgiveness and acceptance. I forgive what I've done wrong. I would like to be a person that someone else would desire. In this relationship, I want to be able to say, I can do this, I can do that. So that when he comes in, he resonates vibrationally to you. He's going to offer you things that you have wanted to do. He will make you a better person because of his interest. You're going to make him a better person because of your interest. So your vibration melds together. If you are a rager, if you always want lawsuits, if you're always dealing with family dynamics and it upsets you continually, but you want to date somebody, you are not healthy enough emotionally to accept someone in your life. Because what happens, those things will stop and then you become a different person. Vibrationally, so I was watching this show, probably was the 80s, and it was a culture of another continent and the people there just wear loin cots. It was pretty primitive. And I was amazed at this, um, what we call the, the priests of the group. He would do demonstrations of his power over his body. Probably some of you, I think it was something beyond something or a magnificent, I don't know who hosted the show, but it was like in 1980s. And he would stand there, he would stand there so I got my hand out. He would put his huge rod of whatever uh, so the culture wasn't so primitive it got a rod and he would stick it in his arm and would come out the side, but there'd be no blood and maybe I, maybe I said earlier I want you to remember what I said we are filaments we are 80% air everybody or 90 it's amazing if if we melt down into nothing to take the air all of us we're just a little something like this big we resonate we vibrate we are alive with air and filaments and music and so this fella puts us because he's learned to control his emotions his anxiety his molecules and that's all I'm I'm saying that was a huge awakening for I remember all these years thinking I would like to try that oh no I, I'd look at my arm and I go Oh, I'm gonna bleed well guess what you're gonna bleed you could put in your mind I don't like my life I wanna die Mm-hmm. and the universe will laugh at you and say "Oh, bro, you're not quite done honey you get sick around and no i don't like a two or three year old to die of cancer please don't write me letters or talking to the ones that are <laughs> who are alive and want more and what i'm telling you is that witness synchronicity situations when you're in a place where you are receiving that information from the universe that you are on track when you get those messages like i did with tanglewood here i went. No matter what we do, we're gonna get this house. There you go. <laughs> it fell right into our lap. Like within three days, everything put together. I went, Wow, that almost made my head spin around. Okay. Um, was that something you wanted to say, Char? I hope I'm not
0: no, overwhelming I was everybody. I'm just reading the chat.
1: Is there something that they're talking about here?
0: Run rich entertainment. Oh
1: yeah the ufo what was that again when you guys saw that ufo do you know for sure that was extraterrestrial or human flying it we've had UFOs since hitler gave us one for the yes i do believe in all that sweet i do um this one um did not blink um it was um a circular but i couldn't tell for sure it was gold and uh white gold and white color uh no vibration no lights no blinking no sound and i really didn't know how high it was it was clearly um two or three four times uh the height of the big oak trees in the backyard um it looked really big but what threw me off when i was watching it go over the house how smooth it was no i don't know if it was human or alien but to me it was a ufo it was certainly unidentified it's not something that I have ever seen before. Silence, the smoothness of it. No, it was just very bright. Like people wear glasses, you take glasses off and it's kind of like that. Um, nothing. It was just amazing. No, it was not satellite. It was not the space station. Uh, my husband got on there and saw there was no satellites going over. It was going west to east. Um, not the direction that of anything I know. No, it was not. Uh starlight wasn't anything, it was way too close to the ground. That was very, very exciting. Thank you for your input. Yes, I even thought of that. Um, the extra uh, Are any of the extras who have been in contact with and trading with our government officials, are any of them the demonic? No, I don't believe in the demonic suite. Absolutely do not. I've been seeing spirit people for so long that what you would call demonic is actually spirit people who've gone insane. Every, I, I've been doing this for so long, virtually almost every day, and I've never seen anything but spirit people who have been spirit people for so long that they lost who they were. They lost their personality. They lost, they could go over, but they denied the spirit friends and families who were there to greet them because, and their own weakness. They can't go on because of something they could not live with. Um. And I don't deny you the right to believe in the demonic. But Char and I have had talks, and I know other people want me on their shows, and they want to talk demonic. I says, I can't do that language. That's something that you need in your religion or your culture. If that makes you feel better about the world and to deal with it, but in my world, I I just can't see them. They just don't show to me.
0: You know, Go ahead, when Char. you think about them, the aliens, and you think about this whole extraterrestrial thing. I've had people on this show who believe that they're fallen, that, that these aliens are fallen angels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a facet of people, and, and I don't know how they're going to convince people of what's going on because you're always going to have a facet of people that believe this way, and that believe this way, and that believe this way. So at some point, there's going to have to be somehow that they're able to convince everybody to be on the same page with it you're going to have these you know people that have, that have their beliefs and then you know, we're all yeah. raised on our, like you say our particular religious beliefs about you know, what we believe in whether it's angels or demons or whatever and you have to
1: allow it remember i said earlier yeah we
0: have yeah. to
1: for, we have to forgive ourselves forgive them but not not mm-hmm. forgive them but you have to allow people to be on the path they are in there's people yes. that don't ever talk to me but their family members will and then they'll tell their family members by the way i had dream last night and this is what i dreamt and then that family member who doesn't believe in psychics will believe that person they had a dream oh okay i'll believe you and uh i just there's no percentage of me to lie
0: it's Why like anything I? else it's like you know you get followers on, on youtube you get followers mm-hmm. on facebook mm-hmm. and then it's all fine and dandy then they realize what i do what you do and then suddenly you see you see them drop off because they, they just, it freaks them out or, or you know, or whatever, the, you know, that they don't believe in what, and what we believe. So, uh, I mean, absolutely. And you, ha- just how it is. you
1: have to, you have to go there and just be okay that they're on a different path. And I really mm-hmm. do okay. Um Religion is very, very important for our that families, our rich. structures. It's really, really important to everybody. I'm a spiritualist minister. I got it, my this ministry the old-fashioned way took me two years and then I was with the church for 15 years uh universal Christ of the master and UCM they call it and I was there with Citrus Heights California with Ken and Ali Keck and they've they're no longer he passed away a long time ago I don't know she's in the church but I worked with the church for 15 years and at some point you would think if there were demons and bad things happening that would have seen them all the he, i used to average 30 to 50 people every friday night 15 years 13 years there was a couple of years in between that i was busy with other things you would think i would have seen a demon but i and i i believe that whatever path someone's on they need that who am i i do it my way you do it your way it's okay i you know i've had hard enough lessons with the illnesses and divorce and things have happened to me and i have to allow that it was to bring me to a place in my life to accept Mm -hmm. this is who I am. And in some ways, if you don't like me, that's okay. You don't have to talk to me. Mm -hmm. It's really okay because you're not meant to then. And everybody is talked different. All these psychics and mediums like myself out there, I never say to somebody, I don't believe them because they're getting a truth and I get a truth and they're saying Mm -hmm. their truth. Mm -hmm. Right or wrong, it doesn't matter to me. I give them kudos for being brave enough to get on the air and say something.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's amazing. Well, it's like
0: my little friend Gloria Gloria Young used to say about ghost hunting. And uh, Mm -hmm. when we first started this group up back 19 years ago, Mm -hmm. we used to attend like other other big time, what, what, what we call big time ghost hunters, lectures so that we could learn. And I remember attending one at the library here in Sacramento. And the best thing I ever heard is, this is an exact science. You know,
1: this is an exact science.
0: science? Inexact. And she says, you, you, you're going to read my book. I'll have my opinion of what's going on. You're going to read somebody else's in book and they've exact. got their opinion. Of, yeah, exact. They've got, they've got their opinion of what's going on. That's just how <coughs> this is. And that's just the way that the universe works. I mean, you got religions, and people are going to believe the way they're going to believe. You can't, you know, it's not in your spot or, or my spot to say, no, I think you're wrong. It's whatever they believe, because you're not, I mean, it's just how it
1: okay, works. Okay, so this, let's do one more step. Okay. I have, okay, so this woman, I think I mentioned to her last, I'm not sure, a uh, military lady, and I've been talking to her. Uh, her daughters are all in their um, 20s, and I've been talking to her since her daughters are seven, eight, nine years old, and she married a military man, and she wouldn't tell them that I was talking to her about things that would bring them together to get them married to where they were going to live. And one day she shared with him, and he was a top military person. They both retired, that's why I can talk to them. I'm Not giving the name, not telling you anything about them. Now he's a client. And she says, I'm going to talk to Nancy. Oh, good, let me ask her. <laughs> and what I think it is, is that everybody vibrates at a different place. I am a no-nonsense, I say it as I am, they are no-nonsense, say it as it is, we vibrate. So you're going to be pulled to listen and receive information from people who resonate with you. Vibration again, musical notes. And, And the audience should know that I was doing six years of cemetery tours in Sacramento, and this punky, College cook kid who was writing for a mag- newspaper. Mag- who would come in? I know it all. She comes in, just waltzing in. I know it all. Guess what happened? She got it right, and she she jumped right in. This look at her laughing. I <laughs> met her, and she come just a punky kid. I don't believe in this. Oh, Nancy, and I was pointing out and telling stories that um, I probably don't. People probably wonder what I'm talking about. So I had the privilege of being asked to do cemetery tours, um, the downtown Sacramento Cemetery at 10th and H Street. Yes, 10th and H Street, big, big cemetery. Some had come in with baseball bats or sledgehammers and damaged thousands of headstones, 10,000 headstones there. And so many were damaged, they couldn't afford to fix them. So they said, well, let's do something about the Halloween. Let's have a, a psychic medium come in. So John Betancourt invited me to come in July. (laughs) Let's see how hot July day and turn this on and tell stories of what you find. He wouldn't let me look at the tombstones. I had to see the spirit purple and had them tell me what was going on. Well, made a believer out of him. We didn't do just a couple. We did six years for six years until he then passed away. So did I do all that to prove to him or did I do that for the people I talked to? At both, I and then she showed up. I started ninety six. Look at her laughing. Ninety seven, I think I met you. Ninety eight, mm-hmm. and you started this. Uh, she was working for newspapers and uh, and think I were you going to school also doing kind of a I dual was in thing going at the
0: time, on. I was doing it in charge of the feature section. That that, that right, right, right. That's and, what it's... and I and we, we were obviously I thought well I'll go talk to a psychic. You know I talked to Robin Street. I'd done all these interviews previously. I talked to to, to, to Dennis Hawk. I interviewed him. Uh-huh. I talked to Robin Street. You know, I talked to everybody. But what the reason why I was so sarcastic going into the cemetery oh, tour just just Dennis Hawk did this to me. Um, I talked to Dennis Hawk at the time and he told me and my photographer that one hundred and one people had been abducted by aliens in Sacramento. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> that's fun that's okay, okay. So we leave, we go to the cemetery tour. Uh-huh. You have to send us a little sign in sheet and my uh-huh. photographer and I are standing there. I look at the sign in sheet and we are 102 and 103 to sign in. And I looked at my, <laughs> my photographer and I said, look, the 101 that have been abducted by aliens are here.
1: <laughs> the, the universe is of you yeah, that was that synchronicity coincidence yeah. situation to know yeah. that you were in the right place at the right time, right? And then
0: after be- <laughs> the tour, Nancy's sitting at a table signing her books, signing her autographs, doing whatever Nancy's doing. So I'm interviewing Nancy, and you know, I admit it, I, I have psychic skills, but again, you're, we're all born with it, and when you get to a certain age, because you get so busy doing stuff, it kind of goes to yeah. the back burner. And yeah. At that point, yeah. everything was in the back burner for me. Nancy's signing these autographs, and so she's sitting there, and so I'm doing an interview with her in between, and I'm sarcastic as hell, <laughs> and all of a sudden, she goes, mid-sentence, I remember, we were talking about, about you know, where the ghosts were, and how, they hung out during the day and all this next thing you know nancy goes "Whoop! there's one right there (laughs) i just looked at her and went oh my god yeah so that's how
1: the night went well um so so i i would tell the spirit people to stand still as they would come right up to me and they would look at me like i'll volunteer you know it's like It wasn't just the people that hang around their own tombstone, like the, the senator. It was a senator, a long, tall, thin senator, and he point down to the ground. And he says, "My wife's buried next to me." And John Betancourt, he says to me, "Wait a minute, there's no women in here. These were just the political figureheads." And right. and I go, "Can't help it." He's pointing down to the ground. He says, "My wife's right there." So John was doing the. This is the pre term uh preliminary that we were going through he jumps up there like he's going to get me you know like she's I was standing on the ground and this gentleman's leaning up against his obelisk and uh looking thing and he's pointing to the ground my wife's right there and John jumps up to where he was to catch Nancy if she was wrong and he says I'll be damned. <laughs> there's a woman there next to him and it's his wife and I go well you know like I always say I I'm never hung up by either going to tell me the truth or not they either stand there or not and i people don't lie when they're in spirit mm-hmm. and so unless they're insane i guess and i thought well wonder why he wants to know i think he just wanted her to be acknowledged i think he was mm-hmm. loving but i don't know if you were there but he used to get so anyway during the tours i would uh show people that it's possible to feel spirit people oh the cold and spots. they would yeah cold spots and the high energy electricity, electrical energy they have. And it could be in the middle of the street, it could be near a stone, it could be near a tree, it could be near a light fixture. They just stand walk up to me and they go, They smile at me. And this one large man, (laughs) he showed me his body. He went, ah I go, Okay, I got a victim here. I got a ghost person once. And so I called the audience up and I the group that night and I'll never forget this. Um I says, hands up, anybody want, and of course, the hands went up, and I reached for this one lady, and I got this on my testimonials at nancymats.com. Her partner, her friend, brother, brought her, and afterwards, she wrote me this wonderful letter It's in testimonials. I grabbed her hand, and I says, feel the air, feel the air, slap, slap. Now feel the air with your hand tickling. You feel the air, and I'd take her wrist, and I'd walk over to the spirit man going like this. He was a big, big guy. I says, would you do me a favor? feel that and she goes oh oh my god it's different i says feel the air how does it feel like oh, now feel him and she put her hand in there and she goes oh my god and it was almost like unbelievable anyway not knowing this lady brought that friend to the cemetery she was dying of pancreatic cancer she left knowing that we survived and she died and that lady wrote that letter to me of the cemetery tour. So testimonials, there's a lot of them. Just read the ones you want. Get all the way to the one of the letter talking about her friend dying of pancreatic cancer. And I proved that survival. Wow.
0: Jerry, Jerry, yes. Um, spirit, spirit kind can either feel hot or cold.
1: I experienced I a spirit person too. that made everything extremely hot and uncomfortable. Yep. Why not? Gary, yep. that was experience that you oh, had. Right. Unfortunately, I suspect that was a wound up unhappy spirit person because they twirl around blah, 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 like that. So that might have been someone that you probably wouldn't have wanted to know in life. Or if you did, you know, most spirit people are so excited about being alive and experiencing life. They, they miss being alive, and I think that's why a lot of people come back. It, life's not easy, and it's not always fun, but it's nice. And I tell people, I said, take one breath, one heartbeat, and one step at a time. That's all we can do. And once you have too much to go around you going on, if you just go to a place that's saying, I can only do one thing at a time, it puts a lot of things in perspective. You don't oh, have to Run kill Ridge, yourself. Oh,
0: talking about your spiritual journey. That can happen, you know. It doesn't happen to everybody to have a spiritual. It's wonderful to have a spiritual journey, you know. But it's, yeah, it, what yeah. makes them what makes them hard, though, is like you say, you're trying to figure out, you know, what 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 it all means. It's just, it's like it's like well, the old days. He's trying. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's trying, trying to find like somebody to
1: give him more truth, and that's kind of. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, with, with your little white
0: orbs, I can mm-hmm. tell you something that Sylvia Brown, in her book, wrote about stuff like that is that. Sylvia Brown felt that God wouldn't show you anything you can't handle. That's true. And so probably your, your white orbs are something that, that's good. They're not full body apparitions, but they're something good. You know, and so he's trying to show you that, that that that's what that that that's good. So I mean it's it's just as as you progress in your spiritual journey, you will see more and more and more and more if you keep pursuing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. You have to practice. I don't know anything about um, rich. What you mentioned. Um, I know there's a lot of psychedelics, LSD, and all those. Uh, when they were first introduced, people had amazing trips. And just, I, I don't even drink coffee. I drink lots of coffee, but I've never had any kind of drugs in my system at all, ever. Um, I do like a. <laughs> He's coughing. Um, I do like a margarita if I don't have to make it, and. That's about the extent of my drinking. So I think it's possible to have those things happen. I don't know because I can't address that. I would encourage you to write, uh, read anybody's story so that it resonates with you and you understand it. Once we start accepting that this is possible, it doesn't hurt to have it in your family tree. Uh, My father was immensely gifted. Drove my mother nuts. He was always talking to his dead father. And mom pissed. Really had a hard time with that. But he also predicted his own death, took a life insurance policy out April 1st, 1955, midnight. He was killed by a drunk driver coming home to us at two in the morning. It was three Korean War veterans celebrating their war heroes, and they all died. I never could understand that. But he took a life insurance, and people said he must have tried to commit suicide. How do you do that when someone hits you Uh on your side of the freeway? So he was very, very gifted. My mother, whose family is American Indians, uh, years later, when I went seven or eight, somewhere around there, I entertained the people at her retirement villa. And she was popular for a whole month. And she was so excited. People, oh, is that your daughter that talked to us? Oh. <laughs> she, oh, she go like that. And she said, well, I have to admit, I've always known I had some abilities. I said, oh my gosh, mom, you mean I had the leprechauns on one side of the family and the spirits worshippers worshipers on the other side. Hello. <laughs> I got the double whammy.
0: Well, you know, um, yeah. we're supposed to be in a era right now of spiritual awakening.
1: Yeah, I believe it. And
0: I think that's what's happened to the majority of the people is is they're starting to see stuff. They're starting to realize that it's not all BS, you know, but it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, run rich. You mentioned like, 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 like like taking mushrooms and stuff. Hey, the the native Americans did it for years. uh, Absolutely. You know, and that helped them see more. I'm not, I'm not going to condone it. I'm I'm not not saying, you know,
1: me either. If that's how they can get to that stage.
0: yeah, That's how they can get to that stage. Yeah.
1: Or let me put it this way. If that, get you to that place where you feel your body a certain way. When people say, How do you do this? How do you do this? There is a switch in my head. I'm not reading anybody now. char everybody. I don't care to know. I got you guys blocked. Yeah, I
0: got you guys (laughs) blocked.
1: Whatever. What I'm saying is when I (laughs) when someone says I have a question and it's okay for me to give an answer, I feel a shift and I can go to them. When I start out with the spirit of grace. I was already that person, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. I could, because I was, and you don't want to know things that happened to me before that Spirit of Grace experience, May 4th, 1990. Um, But once I started practicing within the church environment, I realized there was a shift in my energy of which I could then say, I know that I can do this because I can feel the vibration of my body different. I call it off-shifting. And it's like a mm-hmm. um, railroad track. You ha- you're you on the left side. Take one step and get on the right track. That mm-hmm. felt different to me. So I can feel that difference. Um, and I really love it. It's addicting to talk to people and have them go, oh, my gosh. I'm one of those people that I like stepping on the edge. I don't want to wait for a month or two, whatever, to get that. right, instantaneous, yes, you're right, you're right. I love that because that poos me that I'm not making it up nor am I insane, but I'm accepting this is my journey and this is who I am. And mm-hmm. if I could teach anybody, what we talked about tonight is vibration. Mm-hmm. You have to get understand your physicalness and your vibration so that you can manipulate accept coincidence synchronicities. This also lends itself for you to develop that gift, the ability to do what I do. I think everybody should try it. There are not enough of us around. No. I mean, no. But I tell you, a lot of people I talk to, you know, Grandma always knew stuff. I'm going to be one of those grandmas. i got great-grandchildren now that, that will find out, Mom, did. <laughs> they see all these YouTubes I've done. Just for you, my own station, Nancy Matt Psychic, I have things from the Spirit of Grace. You know going back to the early 90s you could see me mm-hmm. there's plenty of them there char has me on a playlist so the first line of videos for her you just click arrow and you'll see all of mine come up i've been trying to transfer them or have them available on my channel also but you can see me all the way back there and you go oh she's old now look at her so young <laughs>
0: 33 years. The important thing to remember in all this, it's like I teach in my second development class, one of my two Uh classes that I do teach, is that we're all born with abilities. And, you know, especially when we're young and, you know, we hit a certain age and then we become teenagers and then we don't care anymore because we're too busy dating or doing whatever we're doing, you know, trying to look pretty and all that good stuff. But then, (laughs) for some people, when they get older, your ability starts to kind of come back. And then that's where you start your spiritual exploration. That's where it all begins. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because with me, uh, and I'll admit this freely, I went through a period I was so disgusted with things that I even turned my back on uh, the almighty.
1: Ooh, the divine, huh?
0: <laughs> I went through a period like that for a while. And then I, then I came back You know, back to it. The more I ghost hunted you know, and saw what was going on ghost hunting, even with yeah. the psychics I was around, the more it brought me back around because I think there's room for all of that. No matter what religion mm-hmm. you're in, even if it says, oh, no, don't deal with that, don't deal with this bad stuff, I still think there's room for it. There's still room. What you know, tribe you
1: belong to doesn't matter as long as you're yeah, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. And I found about, right? out
0: over the years, as I've, I've I've done my research into this stuff, you look at the Catholic religion, you look at the, the Native Americans, you, you look at everybody... And there's always one all-powerful being that, that's running things. It doesn't matter which religion you're in. So it's the same being. It's just what he's done is you've ta- either he's tailored it for you guys you know, for who, whatever religions, or you've tailored your religion to the belief with him. And I've always mm-hmm. believed that. I've always believed that at Christmas, if I'm walking the streets and I'm alone and I'm in some strange city and there's a Baptist church on the corner and it's Christmas Eve, I can go in there and celebrate along with them. Just as well as I could go into a Catholic church and celebrate, mm-hmm. yes. But if you're on a spiritual journey, it's, it's awesome to be on a spiritual journey because you start looking into other religions, you start you, know, you start doing that research, and it's fascinating to see just how the parallels run. Um, just like amazing, the Native amazing. The Native Americans knew about the birth of Christ. The, the birth of Christ. They knew the whole story. Nobody told them, but they but they knew the whole story. So it's amazing.
1: Well, there's a lot of parallelisms in uh, History Station, History yeah. Channel has uh, Ancient Aliens and the Travel mm-hmm. Station has groups that s- search all over the world. That's a totally different topic. So, mm-hmm. But I do believe the same as you. Uh, my first marriage was a Catholic and um, I just, you know, it was just, um, I should probably share with them. I've been this way all my life, everybody. And one of the biggest deals, and I don't want any letters, I did get some from this experience. Uh, My sister wanted me to go to a fabric store with her at Florin Boulevard. Um, Florin and um, Bradshaw, I think. And it was a uh, fabric store, and next door was Pharaoh's Ice Cream Parlor. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I had a three-year-old in tow, and I was pregnant with my son, three months Mm -hmm. pregnant. And we went in there to have ice cream, and we ordered it. And I think I took one bite and I had such an overwhelming sense of dread. And of course, the only thing I think of was my, my husband, uh, my first husband loved to work on cars mm-hmm. and unfortunately he had had accidents. And if you're by yourself and you have an accident in the garage in those years, 72, 73, you know, it just wasn't easy to get medical help. Mm-hmm. So I had this sense. And I uh, got in the Volkswagen. In those years, there were no seat belts, and the daughter was in the back seat jumping up around. And all of a sudden, she, I'm probably five minutes away. How many minutes it takes to get out of the parking lot, get on Bradshaw floor, and get to the freeway in Sac, downtown Sacramento. And my daughter starts screaming, Mom, my Mom, Mom, my Mom. And I look in the back window, and this big bellowing black smoke was filling up the whole back. I had the Volkswagen, a little round window where I couldn't even see through it. Come to find out that Ferris ice cream parlor was hit by an antique plane as soon as we left. And 22 kids and their families were killed. 22 children lost their lives. And it was in the big news, that I think it was September of 72, I think so. And I walked out just in time. Something told me to leave. I don't know if my son needed to be born or it was because of the journey I was going to have. But they made us both leave. And my sister left too and I got a note from a twin she says how dare you not tell the group how dare you and I I felt terrible because she survived but her twin did not and I wrote her back and I said and how would I have been received if I had told your birthday party this woman who's pregnant walks around and says to you I have a feeling I have to leave do you not it was so terrible and so I don't want anybody to write me. But I was there. And in fact, I had two clients <clears throat> come. The part-time fi- the fireman who was headed there with his son was the one that helped. Um, and this is written up somewhere and on my website, uh, his article to me. Um, he helped the, the pilot out of the plane. And he wrote me because he was supposed to be part of the party, and he was late. And so that was quite amazing. <clears throat> and uh, there was another gentleman that uh, was someone I knew who was helping the fire from the plane. He was a fireman that came from a different direction. So there was a, a few coincidences of which they touched base with me. And mm-hmm. I think it was a, a terrible thing for me to experience it and not ever forget it and, and look back on it. That see, that feeling, that awakening that everybody Rich and everybody that can have any ability tune into it. I know it has saved my lives. It has also amused me tremendously. To amuse me, meaning I had the sense that someone wanted me to stop at the Seven Eleven and get a hot dog, and I went. I love hot dogs. It's a long story. It goes back to my childhood when I was circus, and Grandma took me to get a hot dog because I couldn't stand the aerial for p- performance. <laughs> And that idea of a hot dog it goes back to that warm and fuzzy feeling. Grandma took care of me, so I I thought about. It I went. I really don't want a hot dog. So I round the curve. Seven Eleven was here. Around the curve, and the arms of the rain, railroad track came down. I sat for a half hour waiting for a train to go, and I said, "I could be the hot dog." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, I got to sit here and watch a train go by. So they amused me. Is it my guides? Is it my intuition? Well, some was telling me, you want a hot dog? Doesn't that sound good? You don't, you don't have to go for it. Have a hot dog. <laughs> it was, during the years I was single and getting into this. And so I really encourage everybody to get into it. We need to, but the basics of all that is controlling your emotions and feelings and have a resonation of mm-hmm. calm. You have to understand that. Meditation can do that. Just understand the concept can do that. And then when you're in a situation where you want to do a reading, you're here. shift and allow you to get information. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. This is interesting. Uh, You should look up at the way they say from the chosen. Okay. That's exactly where I was coming from and going to Fruit after I got the call that my son was shot. Oh, you had an experience with the son, but you were going that direction. So this gentleman was there when I was there. Honey, you may be the same age as I am. <laughs> oh, that's close. That's nice. Yeah, that's a, that was a terrible event. It really, um, it marred me in some ways because you get that survival like, oh, how come I'm, you know, I got home. My husband didn't know I was all the way down there with my sister. Why didn't you tell me we were going? I says, never had this problem before. Do I need to tell you everywhere I go now? You know, it was that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. He says, I didn't know you were there. I drove in the driveway. I was all crying. My daughter was in the back seat going, what's wrong with you, mom? I go, oh, my, we were there at Footridge. Terrible. Talk about close okay. calls. All right. All
0: ahead. right. We got done? Yeah, we're done. Talk too long. We're done. Let's see.
1: Thank you, everybody, for coming and my new the new people here tonight.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay, let me uh, do some refreshers here tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific. I will be teaching you psychic development class number one, which is a basic de- which is a basic development class and some of the stuff that Nancy just covered a few minutes ago. I cover in there meditation, how to how to calm your energy down to the point that uh, that you can leave your body safely and return back into your body. So I teach I teach meditations for that. Uh, I teach you how to get to your spirit library. I teach you how to get meet your spirit guys. How 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 to meet your spirit animal, how to get your spirit message, how to see your spirit object. Uh, find, I teach you how to find your spiritual place. And then the whole time, while I'm doing that, is I'm teaching you how to open and close that psychic door so that nothing negative can come through. So it's, it's a big class. I teach you a whole bunch of that stuff. I teach you how to ground yourself, you know, so, so, so that, you know, the enemies yeah. don't get you. And uh, it, it's a very beneficial class. It, it really is. So uh, come on over to California Haunts uh, Meetup, t- California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. Join up over there. It's free to join over there. Click on events, you'll see the second development class. Sunday, um, we're recruiting for team members. So uh, same process. Come on over there, sign up for that class. This is the, this is what I teach my team members. It's a very intense class. If you don't if, if you don't take this class, you don't become a team member. That's just how it is. I mean, I'm very, I'm very fussy about who I have coming in on my team. So if you're interested in joining our, our Paranormal Investigation Team to get out in the field and do stuff, come on Sunday and, and join that class. Okay, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here. We're trying to get the word out about the show. Again, if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you saw tonight, please hit that please hit that follow button and leave us a thumbs up, a happy face, or whatever. Uh, also, with uh, same thing goes for YouTube, if you like what you see, Uh, hit that subscribe button and happy faces and all that good stuff comment i'm always answering answering comments and stuff and uh yeah so i think i'm gonna leave you guys alone now and hopefully i'll see some of you tomorrow or sunday and i'll leave you with nancy's information and uh here we go
1: nice seeing everybody thank you for coming
0: so let's meet nancy okay her websites are nancymats.com all lowercase NancyMatt's author.com and the N and the M and the A is capped. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy And then you can the help get me out of this funk by Nancy Matt's. You've got two worlds developing your psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. Yeah, of course you can get those at Amazon. Okay, uh, Sunday, of course, we'll be back. At, I'll be back at six thirty p.m. Pacific to read from um, Omnipresent. That'll be the last part of Omnipresent, and we have a book coming in behind that. So it depends how long it takes to read Omnipresent. Sunday, we may start the new book that that, that we have coming in. And Maren Muter has uh, allowed me to read her book, and it's good. You guys are gonna like this. It's all about past lives. It's all about her researching past lives and her experience with past lives. So we're gonna be start. We're gonna start that book maybe Sunday, maybe the Sunday after. We'll see how it goes with the last of omnipresent and then on Monday, uh, my guest is, let me pull this up here, <laughs> I can't read my own bloody writing, oh, Oliver Martin Cass is going to be with us, author of Oliver Martin Cass. and that's the pre-recorded the other day, and he is going to be talking about his book of, of, of unique survivals from falling out of the sky. And one of, the, one, of the, one of those things is a stewardess who fell somehow fell out of an airplane at thirty thousand feet with no parachute and survived.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: stories like There's that. There's a couple of
1: stories like that. Yeah. This remember I said earlier if it's not your time, you don't go. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. So that'll be Monday, that's a pre recorded video, so that, that will be Monday at six thirty PM Pacific. And again, Sunday I'll be here really live. Okay, guys, that's it. I will see you and uh have a great one, everybody.